The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. We have a fun guest today. Fun is the word. Fun and interesting and dynamic and engaging. Our guest is Jamie Catcallen. She's the author of Ooh La La, Bonjour Happiness, and is the wildly popular French Women Don't Sleep Alone, which has been translated into 16 different languages in its seventh edition. Jamie's work has been featured in Vanity Fair, Woman's World, The Huffington Post, Allure Magazine, and in the New York Times, Sunday Style's Modern Love column, and she's received many awards for her writing. Welcome, Jamie. Patricia, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's fun to talk about love, especially as Valentine's Day is coming up next month. We have a month away. So um, I, I guess probably the first question is, why this topic? Why French love? Do you think that the French have the handle on love more than other cultures? I mean, why? Well, I'm not actually sure that it's exclusive, exclusively the domain of French women, but for me personally, I was inspired by my French grandmother, and um, she had this really kind of spicy marriage with my grandfather. They didn't always agree with one another. They, um, you know, this was before the whole Dr. Phil generation where you share everything, but they, they would have, you know, little um, arguments with one another, but I believe it actually made their marriage much more spicy and exciting mm. over time. Mm. But they got along. They totally got along, um, but I, what I learned from her was that, and I, I think this is actually true not just of French women, but of the European women, uh, that there's something as American women we've kind of left behind, which is a certain mystery and elegance. My grandmother would come to our house in Stamford, Connecticut. I grew up in Stamford. And she, on Sunday, she always really dressed well. She wore a hat and gloves and high heels. And um, she created a really bit of a sensation in our neighborhood. And it was just this, this simple elegance. And I think sometimes um, we lose a little bit of our mystery when we are, you know, we just run out of the house with our sweats on or our workout clothes. And I think the French women do understand that we want to dress always for our date with destiny. This is, this is actually a quote from Coco Chanel. 
That's so interesting that you say that. So interesting because I interviewed a gentleman who's 92 years old who actually is going to be on this show. He worked with Coco Chanel in her later years when she came back, and he talked all about that. He talked all about how she was really a, a woman's woman, that she dressed elegantly. She didn't believe in these high spiky heels. She believed that women should be elegant but comfortable. And it yes, was very exactly. interesting. Very interesting. Uh, that, yes. uh, that I think sometimes we, uh, we live in this either-or uh, culture where it's either where really dressing down and incredibly casual or then when we get dressed up it's yes incredibly spiky heels and um something uh, you know a dress that's very tight and revealing and mm. the french know and i th- again europeans i think know that there's a middle ground here hmm. So what about lingerie? I mean, you you know, that is very French. What about that? Yes. Well, this is a really interesting question because when we, um, for the first book, French Women Don't Sleep Alone, we uh, interviewed all of these French women. And for this one, I was particularly interested in French secrets to love and romance and keeping a marriage fresh. And we asked, we had tons of interviews all over Paris and in the countryside, and we asked, so what is the secret to this French woman's reputation for being so confident and having a sense of mystery and self-esteem? And in mm. every single interview we did, there was a one-word answer, and it was lingerie. Oh. And here's, here's the funny part. They all insisted that the panties and the bra must always match. Now, now we, wait a minute. We, wait a minute. Know, even, <laughs> if, even, if, even if the guy, or even if the gentleman or the Frenchman didn't see it, that wasn't the point, exactly. correct? Oh, oh, they're not dressing for the, for the man. They're dressing for themselves. They Very wear pretty lingerie every day, and it's not for some pre-planned um, assignation. It's just for themselves. And, and actually, we said this, well, you know, so what if you're wearing uh, black bra and white panties? Who's to know? And the French women said, well, you will know. You won't feel in alignment. Mm. So, so they, You know, they that's so interesting because nice. it's, yes, it's kind of like, as, as American women, like I wouldn't wear a pair of shoes that didn't match, I don't know, what I was wearing. So it's very similar. They're looking at it in the same way, but even though that we can't see it, they see it. So they they see the outside, just the inside, just as important as the outside. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. Yes, yes. And, And it's, again, it's not for a special occasion, it's not for some, you know, meeting, um, you know, having a love affair somewhere. But at the same time, they are also always ready for romance. They don't have that feeling of, of uh, you know, not, you know, being romantic and then being not romantic. It's, um, it's sort of at a low level um you know, sound all the time for them. Right, so it's always, it's always there. It's always there. Now, you write in your book about cultivating a secret garden. What does that mean? 
Yes, well, secret garden can be many things, um, it, and it's different for each woman. But basically, a secret garden is a place where you can have um, quiet and a sense of mystery and you know, regain your inner strength, your resources. So a secret garden could be, you could have a meditation room. have told us, pardon? A meditation room. Exactly. A secret garden could be a meditation room. It could be a garden, a literally a garden that you, your own garden or a garden in a city, you know, a little park that you know about that you just love. It could be, a matinee that you love going to the movies and you go to a matinee all by yourself and it's just like your special treat to yourself. It could mean taking a day and just spending it in bed, reading books and just, you know, having some so quiet time. I think what I'm we, hearing, we Jamie, what I'm hearing a lot is about sensory, sensual, sensual senses. That's what I'm yes. hearing you talk about. That's exactly it. It's it's really appreciating the senses, um, mm-hmm. smell, taste, touch, sound, sight, mm. and it's all about really appreciating what's in front of you right now and really what fills you up and what nourishes you. And for some people that might be listening to some beautiful music, for others it's going to a museum and looking at the art or Mm -hmm. sitting by the water and and just enjoying the salt air of of being by the ocean. It's, It's each of us has our own personal roadmap to happiness I believe this, and it's a matter of finding out what really suits you, what really nourishes you. Hmm. Now, these are so interesting to me. Now, you have something else in here, that walking is the key to romance. Is that because you will meet people as you walk? Um, That's part of it, absolutely part of it. But when we interviewed the French women and we asked them, you know, American women are having a terrible time with dating, and mm. it's really difficult in our day and age, and there's a, you know, dating has become really problematic, and I think also with the Internet. So we asked the French women, well, how, what do you do for dating? What's, what is it? What's the difference? They said they don't date. They were just really, and when we, they, they didn't even know what a date was. And we said, oh, well, it's, you know, you're at a restaurant, you meet a guy, you sit across from the table, you ask each other, what kind of work do you do? Where did you go to college? Where did you grow up? And they, they said, oh, this sounds really boring. We don't date. We have dinner parties. Oh, I love this. So they are having these dinner parties. But in addition to the dinner party, so say you meet somebody that you quite like over the course of may, maybe many months at a dinner party, even then you don't go out on a date, you go for a walk. It's like courting. It reminds me of the old-fashioned 19th century courting. Remember that? Exactly. Where, you know, where they would exactly. come and they're gorgeous, fine. I'm thinking of Downton Abbey as you're speaking. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they exactly. didn't date. They invite these men to dinner. And the men sit across from the women and they talk and then they walk out in the garden and then they come back and there might be a spark and there might not. <laughs> really reminds me of that. that. That's exactly it. And I think walking is really, really powerful very, in very general powerful. because it connects you with the earth. If you're walking on your main street, if you live in a small town, 
it connects you with your community in the city. It certainly connects you with other friends who are walking around your neighborhood. So what, what also, do you think the French women think about Internet dating, about online dating? Um, they're not, they just don't do it um, much because, you know, it's a small country and it's, they, they don't really, I mean, a few of them will, will meet someone online, but generally because it's a small country and it's a country where family and friends and community is really, really important, they generally meet through a family member yeah. or through work. See, this is also, this is very interesting because here we're, we're really not allowed to ever flirt on the job, but that's okay in France as long as, you know, nobody's, you know, um, abusing somebody else. But they often will meet someone either through a family member at college or on the job or, or again, through friends and family at dinner parties. Mm. Ah, so interesting. Not, not, they're not big on the internet dating, no. Now, you talk about, in your book, how French women consume less and enjoy more. Please explain that. Yes. Um, well, you know, it's first of all, things are more expensive in France. Yes, very much more. And also... Yes, and their closets are really small. Their their apartments are generally pretty small. So they and they're they're frugal people. They're incredibly frugal people. So they will buy a really like great dress or great pencil skirt that's you know classic and maybe it's expensive but it's the perfect dress or skirt or pair of pants for them. And then, rather than having, you know, 10 different black pencil skirts, they'll have one that's absolutely gorgeous and perfect and will last them a long time. Mm -hmm. And then they are very clever with accessorizing with gorgeous scarves and jewelry and, um, you know, different uh, sweaters or shirts. But it's really about appreciating what they do have and mm. not getting more and more. And I think when you have just one thing that you really, really appreciate, you, you don't want more and more. I think we're, we live in a rather, you know, con, uh, consumptive society. And I know even myself, before I started in, in exploring the whole world of French women, I would sometimes go to a store, say, I, I, I mean, Marshalls, okay, <laughs> And I, I love Marshalls, but I would sometimes buy a lot of stuff where, and it was, oh, the price was so great, but I could have bought just like one really great thing for the same price mm-hmm. and enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's the French woman way. Mm. And I've heard that before. I've heard that. I mean, that's, that's very, uh, very common in that culture. Because when you do analyze it, if you buy a lot of things on sale, you know, you're buying three or four or five things, but you could have bought one thing. Some people don't like that. They like to have choices. They like to have changes. And you know, what if something happens to that one beautiful, gorgeous thing? So there are different philosophies on this, but it's, it's an interesting way to look at it. It sounds like things are very um, treasured and savored 
if they're selective, they make specific choices, and in every way, it's it's not haphazard. It's well thought out. Exactly, and and if it's something like, um, say, their grandmother gave them a pair of, uh, you know, a beautiful pair of pearl earrings, they won't just like hide them away in a jewelry box and think, right, they oh, wear these them. are so. They wear them, and they'll wear them every day. They use the good silverware every day. I think about, excuse me for a minute, I think about the uh, the pastries. You know, people have said, oh, you go to France, and it's these rich pastries, and they're very fattening and rich. And look at these French women and French men. Many of them are not heavy. How come? Because they don't eat a ton of them. (laughs) Right. 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 And they certainly don't have pastry every day. It's a special occasion. You know, when they will, they'll, um, what I've noticed about the French women is that oftentimes they'll be very careful at home, um, you know, during the week and, um, they, they have their main meal generally when we have our lunch. So they'll have a, um, you know, a bigger, um, midday meal and sometimes just a soup or salad or, you know, something very light at dinner time, at the traditional dinner time. But when they go out to a restaurant, they have everything because they don't go out that much. I think we eat out in restaurants much more often. So we, we are careful, really, really careful, even when we go out to a beautiful restaurant, whereas a French woman, she goes out to a really lovely restaurant maybe once or twice a month and so she will order everything and I think it gives American tourists the wrong impression because we see French women in restaurants right we're not seeing them in their private yeah, homes you know, and in it, the it, restaurants yeah go ahead yeah well that okay. they'll just order the foie gras or the the you know the delicious um, pastry or they'll have a croissant but they're not doing this every day. It's interesting. I had a friend who came back from Paris, oh, six months ago, and she ate in the Eiffel Tower with several oh, other that. people. The Jules, the Jules Verne restaurant. Well, I, the bill was well over $500. I mean, it was, was very, it was, you know, by our standards, extremely high. And they had very yes. little, but they loved it. But she, that was one of the first things she commented on was, you know, it really was a very expensive and, of course, luxurious and beautiful. Yes. But this is also a very, very special occasion. And um, a French woman, she might go there once a year for a special occasion. But there's lots of uh, little bistros and, um, and in the countryside, wonderful restaurants that are not particularly expensive. Have you spent time there, Jamie? Have you been there? Yes, yes, lots of time, back and forth, since the, um, since the mid-70s. So, um, yeah. And, you're, and, and, you're, and you are French. I mean, that's your, you are French. Well, no, actually, no, no, I'm just half. Um, the other half is Irish, as you can tell by, the, by my name, Jamie Cat Callan. That's, that's the Irish side of the family. Yeah, very interesting. What do you think if a... If a French woman, or French man, but we're talking about French women, if a French woman was here listening to an American woman going through the whole dating process, should I call him, shouldn't I call him, 
what should I do? Um, you know, when should I give him a kiss? When should I not? What kind of advice do you think the French woman would give the American woman about romance and dating? Oh, well, I, I think the first thing she would say is, um, you know, don't, don't bother with this dating business that, um, or if you're going to have a rendezvous with a man, make sure you're doing something that's fun and interesting, such as even just going for a walk or going to the museum uh, to see a new exhibition, or, but do something interesting because they do feel that our dating system is boring. And then in terms of, oh, should I, I call him, shouldn't I, and, you know, this whole question, they are much more, uh, they would say, be mysterious. Mm. Don't, don't tell them everything. Don't put all your cards on the table and, um, and enjoy your life. They would really say, um, you know, the most uh, interesting, uh, appealing kind of a woman is one that loves her life and is engaged and busy and doing delicious things. And there's a certain kind of mystery. And, and it's very, very attractive, not just to um, men, but just to the whole world, a woman that is engaged. But also, I think that where American women make a mistake is that we kind of, um, we, I, uh, truthfully, I think we take things too quickly. And mm. a French woman will make friends with, you know, a group of lots of men, and they go out in groups, men and women together, and they'll go out to bistros or cafes. And a French woman will take a long time before she actually gets intimate with one particular man, but rather she'll flirt lightly with um, lots of men. They're her friends, and and it's it, 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 it's um, I think it's also they realize that men are competitive creatures, and that mm. if they see a woman who's laughing with that other guy, you know, over in the corner, even if she's not going to get involved with him, it, it, she becomes more intriguing. So I think mm. a French woman would tell us, don't, don't put all your cards on the table, have mm. fun, and, and go out in groups. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, have another program on dating, and one of the things that a lot of dating experts will say is something you just said, don't become intimate too quickly that it, it, it is not a good idea and that you, you, know, you lose power and um, that you really have to develop a relationship first. Exactly. Because men are um, goal-oriented. And, um, and they, they also, surprise, surprise, really like sex. <laughs> so um, I think if, if a, a woman can take her time the longer she waits, the more appealing she becomes. And if a man loses interest because he hasn't been able to bed a woman within, I don't know, 14 days, two weeks, then you know what? He's not worth it. Mm. <laughs> well, I this think is by a making gore. a man wait, yeah, by making a man wait, we, you know, he really has to declare uh, enough interest. So, so it's sort of um, you you um, get rid of the ones that aren't really serious. 
by making them all wait. Very interesting. And the book is Ooh La La, Bonjour Happiness. And then you have another book, French Women Don't Sleep Alone. So so both of those books. Well, there's no, no, no. There's actually three books. So French Women Don't Sleep Alone and It's Secrets to Finding Love and Romance. That came out in 2009. And then Bonjour Happiness, Secrets to Finding Your Joie de Vivre came out in 2011, and the latest book is called Ooh La La, French Women's Secrets to Feeling Beautiful Every Day, and this one came out just last June, and in fact, I'm leading an Ooh La La tour to Paris for women only this coming summer, where we visit all the different places I talk about in the book. We go to um, Madame Cadol, which is a famous lingerie boutique right across from Chanel, actually, on the right bank. And also we see a re-imaging expert, and we just do all those fun ooh-la-la things. How exciting. Really exciting. (laughs) Wonderful. How can people find you or find out about your books do they write to well, you? Do they um, log on yeah, to my, your my, website? My website is jamiecatcallen.com. And I'm on Facebook. I have lots of French secrets on Facebook. And all the books are available on Amazon or your local independent bookstore. Mm, and Barnes & Noble. Of course, Barnes & Noble has my books, too. All right. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? One, if they get nothing else out of this interview today on what French women know and about romance and love, what tips would you leave for our audience? I I would like to say this, that um, this is the secret de joie de vivre. We often, in here in America, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it's this idea that happiness is out there We have to put on our cross trainers and run after it and catch it before anybody else does. The Mm. French do not have this expression. They have recherche de bonheur, which means to look for a good hour or a good time. Mm. Happiness, the French woman way, joie de vivre, it's right in front of you. It's a matter of opening up your eyes and looking at what's right in your own backyard. Beautiful. I mean, really, really, Jamie, I'm so happy we did this interview. So really positive. And yeah, thank you so much. And you certainly have done the research. You've interviewed French women. And uh, folks can log on to your website, which is jamiecatcallen.com, which is J-A-M-I-E-C-A-T-C-A-L-L-A-N.com. Really excellent. All right. So stand the line if you would. All right, folks, just want to let you know that I have, um, you're welcome, just stay on the line. Uh, I have several other programs, and you can log on to patriciaraskin.com and learn about those. You can write to me, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and uh, we'll be happy to answer you if you have any topics or uh, areas that you'd love to hear about. Write to me, and uh, we have some amazing guests on all of my programs. All right, and so we're on every single Monday. Uh, We're in our 10th year now of being right here on voiceamerica.com. And we're on on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. So remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, 
and know that you can make your dreams come true. And until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here with Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. We have a fun guest today. Fun is the word. Fun and interesting and dynamic and engaging. Our guest is Jamie Cat Callen. She's the author of Ooh La La, Bonjour Happiness, and is the wildly popular French Women Don't Sleep Alone, which has been translated into 16 different languages in its seventh edition. Jamie's work has been featured in Vanity Fair, Woman's World, The Huffington Post, Allure Magazine, and in the New York Times Sunday Styles Modern Love column, and she's received many awards for her writing. Welcome, Jamie. Patricia, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's fun to talk about love, especially as Valentine's Day is coming up next month. We have a month away. So um, I, I guess probably the first question is why this topic? Why French love? Do you think that the French have the handle on love <laughs> more than other cultures? I mean, why? Well, I'm not actually sure that it's exclusive, the, exclusively the domain of French women, but for me personally, I was inspired by my French grandmother, and um, she had this really kind of spicy marriage with my grandfather. They didn't always agree with one another. They, um, you know, this was before the whole Dr. Phil generation where you share everything. But they they would have, you know, little um, arguments with one another. But I believe it actually made their marriage much more spicy and exciting mm. over time. Mm. But they got along. They totally got along. Um, but I, what I learned from her was that, and I, I think this is actually true not just of French women but of the European women, uh, that there's something as American women we've kind of left behind, which is a certain mystery and elegance. 
My grandmother would come to our house in Stamford, Connecticut. I grew up in Stamford. And she, on Sunday, she always really dressed well. She wore a hat and gloves and high heels. And um, she created a really bit of a sensation in our neighborhood. And it was just this, this simple elegance. And I think sometimes um, we lose a little bit of our mystery when we are, you know, we just run out of the house with our sweats on or our workout clothes. And I think the French women do understand that we want to dress always for our date with destiny. This is, this is actually a quote from Coco Chanel. That's so interesting that you say that. So interesting because I interviewed a gentleman who's 92 years old who actually is going to be on this show he worked with Coco Chanel in her later years oh. when she came back, and he talked all about that. He talked all about how she was really a, a woman's woman, that she dressed elegantly. She didn't believe in these high, spiky heels. She believed that women should be elegant but comfortable. And it yes, was very exactly. interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Uh, that, that, yes. uh, that, I think sometimes we, uh, we live in this either-or uh, culture where it's either we're really dressing down and incredibly casual, or then when we get dressed up, it's yes, incredibly spiky heels and um, something uh, you know a dress that's very tight and revealing. And mm. the French know, and I th- again Europeans, I think know that there's a middle ground here. Hmm. So what about lingerie? I mean, you you know, that is very French. What about that? Yes. Well, this is a really interesting question because when we, um, for the first book, French Women Don't Sleep Alone, we uh, interviewed all of these French women. And for this one, I was particularly interested in the French secrets to love and romance and keeping a marriage fresh. And we asked, we had tons of interviews all over Paris and in the countryside, and we asked, so what is the secret to this French woman's reputation for being so confident and having a sense of mystery and self-esteem? And in mm. every single interview we did, there was a one-word answer, and it was lingerie. Oh. And here's, here's the funny part. They all insisted that the panties and the bra must always match. Now, now wait a minute, we, wait a minute. Even, <laughs> if, even, if, even if the guy, even if the gentleman or the Frenchman didn't see it, that wasn't the point, exactly. correct? Oh, oh, they're not dressing for the, for the man. They're dressing for themselves. They Very wear pretty lingerie every day, and it's not for some pre-planned um, assignation. It's just for themselves. And, and actually, we said this, well, you know, so what if you're wearing uh, black bra and white panties? Who's to know? And the French women said, well, you will know. You won't feel in alignment. Mm. So, so they, You know, they that's so interesting nice. because it's, yes, it's kind of like as, as American women, like I wouldn't wear a pair of shoes that didn't match, I don't know, what I was wearing. So it's very similar. They're looking at it in the same way, but even though that we can't see it, they see it. So they, they exactly. see the outside, just the inside, just as important as the outside. Exactly, exactly. 
interesting. Yes. Really, yes. So we, and, and it's again, it's not for a special occasion. It's not for some, you know, meeting, um, you know, having a love affair somewhere. But at the same time, they are also always ready for romance. They don't have that feeling of, of, uh, you know, not, you know, being romantic and then being not romantic. It's, um, it's sort of at a low level, um, you know, sound all the time for them. Right. So it's always, it's always there. It's always there. Now, you write in your book about cultivating a secret garden. What does that mean? Yes. Well, secret garden can be many things. Um, it's, and it's different for each woman. But basically, a secret garden is a place where you can have um, quiet and a sense of mystery and, you know, regain your inner strength, your resources. So a secret garden could be, you could have a meditation you know, room. Told us, pardon? A meditation room. Exactly. A secret garden could be a meditation room. It could be a garden, a literally a garden that you, your own garden or a garden in a city, you know, a little park that you know about that you just love. It could be a matinee that you love going to the movies and you go to a matinee all by yourself and it's just like your special treat to yourself. It could mean taking a day and just spending it in bed, reading books and just you know, having some so quiet time. I think what I'm we, hearing, we Jamie, time. what I'm hearing a lot is about sensory, sensual, sensual senses. That's what I'm yes. hearing you talk about. That's exactly it. It's, it's really appreciating the senses, mm-hmm. um, smell, taste, touch, sound, sight, Mm. And it's all about really appreciating what's in front of you right now and really what fills you up and what nourishes you. And for some people that might be listening to some beautiful music, for others it's going to a museum and looking at the art or Mm -hmm. sitting by the water and and just enjoying the salt air of the of being by the ocean. It's it's each of us has our own personal roadmap to happiness. I believe this. And it's a matter of finding out what really suits you, what really nourishes you. Hmm. Now, these are so interesting to me. Now, you have something else in here, that walking is the key to romance. Is that because you will meet people as you walk? Um, That's part of it, absolutely part of it. But when we interview the French women and we ask them, you know, American women are having a terrible time with dating, and mm. it's really difficult in our day and age, and there's a, you know, dating has become really problematic, and I think also with the Internet. So we asked the French women, well, how, what do you do for dating? What's, what is it? What's the difference? They said they don't date. They were just really, and when we, they, they didn't even know what a date was. And we said, oh, well, it's, you know, you're at a restaurant, you meet a guy, you sit across from the table, you ask each other, what kind of work do you do? Where did you go to college? Where did you grow up? And they, they said, oh, this sounds really boring. We don't date. We have dinner parties. Oh, I love this. So they're having these dinner parties. But in addition to the dinner party, so say you meet somebody that you quite like over the course of may, maybe many months at a dinner party, 
even then you don't go out on a date, you go for a walk. It's like courting. It reminds me of the old-fashioned 19th century courting. Remember that? Exactly. Where, you know, where they would exactly. come in their gorgeous finery. I'm thinking of Downton Abbey as you're speaking. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they exactly. didn't date. They invite these men to dinner, and the men sit across from the women, and they talk, and then they walk out in the garden, and then they come back, and there might be a spark, and there might not. <laughs> it really reminds me of that. That, that's exactly it. And I think walking is really, really powerful very, in very general powerful. because it connects you with the earth. If you're walking on your main street, if you live in a small town, it connects you with your community. In the city, it certainly connects you with other friends who are walking around your neighborhood. So what, what also, do you think the French women think about Internet dating, about online dating? Um, they're not, they just don't do it um, much because, you know, it's a small country and it's, they, they don't really, I mean, a few of them will, will meet someone online, but generally because it's a small country and it's a country where family and friends and community is really, really important, they generally meet through a family member yeah. or through work, see, this is also, this is very interesting because here we're, we're really not allowed to ever flirt on the job, but that's okay in France as long as, you know, nobody's, you know, um, abusing somebody else. But they often will meet someone either through a family member at college or on the job or, again, through friends and family at dinner parties. Mm. Ah, so interesting. But not, not, they're not big on the internet dating, no. Now, you talk about, in your book, how French women consume less and enjoy more. Please explain that. Yes. Um, well, you know, it's first of all, things are more expensive in France. Yes, very much more. And also... Yes, and their closets are really small. Their their apartments are generally pretty small. So they and they're they're frugal people. They're incredibly frugal people. So they will buy a really like great dress or great pencil skirt that's you know classic and maybe it's expensive, but it's the perfect dress or skirt or pair of pants for them. And then, rather than having, you know, 10 different black pencil skirts, they'll have one that's absolutely gorgeous and perfect and will last them a long time. Mm -hmm. And then they are very clever with accessorizing with gorgeous scarves and jewelry and, um, you know, different uh, sweaters or shirts. But it's really about appreciating what they do have and not getting more and more. And I think when you have just one thing that you really, really appreciate, you, you don't want more and more. I think we're, we live in a rather, you know, con, uh, consumptive society. And I know even myself, before I started in, in exploring the whole world of French women, I would sometimes go to a store, say, I, I, I mean, Marshalls, okay? <laughs> And I, I love Marshalls, but I would sometimes buy a lot of stuff where 
and it was oh the price was so great but I could have bought just like one really great thing for the same price mm-hmm. and enjoyed it a lot more mm-hmm. and that's the French woman way mm. and I've heard that before I've heard that I mean that's that's very uh, very common in that culture because when you do analyze it if you buy a lot of things on sale you know you're buying three or four or five things but you could have bought one thing. Some people don't like that. They like to have choices. They like to have changes. And you know, what if something happens to that one beautiful, gorgeous thing? So there are different philosophies on this, but it's, it's an interesting way to look at it. It sounds like things are very um, treasured and savored. They're selective. They make specific choices and in every way. It's it's not haphazard. It's well thought out. Exactly. And and if it's something like, um, say, their grandmother gave them a pair of, uh, you know, a beautiful pair of pearl earrings, they won't just, like, hide them away in a jewelry box and think, right, they oh, wear them. so they wear them. And they'll wear them every day. They use the good silverware. Yeah. Yeah. Every the, day. The, the, I think about, excuse me for a minute, I think about the, uh, the pastries. You know, people have said, oh, you go to France and it's these rich pastries and they're very fattening and rich. And look at these French women and French men. Many of them are not heavy. How come? Because they don't eat a ton of them. <laughs> right. 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 And they certainly don't have pastry every day. It's a special occasion. You know, when they will, they'll, um, what I've noticed about the French women is that oftentimes they'll be very careful at home, um, you know, during the week and, um, they, they have their main meal generally when we have our lunch. So they'll have a, um, you know, a bigger, um, midday meal and sometimes just a soup or salad or, you know, something very light at dinner time, at the traditional dinner time. But when they go out to a restaurant, they have everything because they don't go out that much. I think we eat out in restaurants much more often. So we, we are careful, really, really careful, even when we go out to a beautiful restaurant, whereas a French woman, she goes out to a really lovely restaurant maybe once or twice a month and so she will order everything and I think it gives American tourists the wrong impression because we see French women in restaurants right we're not seeing them in their private yeah, homes you know, in the restaurants yeah go ahead yeah well, that they'll just order the foie gras or the, the you know, the delicious um, pastry or they'll have a croissant, but they're not doing this every day. It's interesting. I had a friend who came back from Paris, oh, six months ago, and she ate in the Eiffel Tower with several oh, other that. people. The Jules, the Jules Verne restaurant. Well, I, the bill was well over $500. I mean, it was was very, it was, you know, by our standards, extremely high. And they had very yes. little, but they loved it. But she, that was one of the first things she commented on was, you know, it really was a very expensive and, of course, luxurious and beautiful. Yes. But this is also a very, very special occasion. And um, a French woman, she might go there once a year for a special occasion. But there's lots of uh, little bistros and... Um, and in the countryside, wonderful restaurants that are not particularly expensive. Have you spent time there, Jamie? 
Have you been there? Yes, yes, lots of time, back and forth, since the... Um, since the mid seventies, so um, yeah. And, my you're, and, you're, and you are French. I mean, that's your. You are French. Well, no, actually, no, no. I'm just half. Um, the other half is Irish, as you can tell by the by my name, Jamie Cat Callan. That's that's the Irish side of the family. Yeah, very interesting. What do you think if a if a French woman? Or French man, but we're talking about French women. If a French woman was here listening to an American woman going through the whole dating process, should I call him? Shouldn't I call him? What should I do? Um, you know, when should I give him a kiss? When should I not? What kind of advice do you think the French woman would give the American woman about romance and dating? Oh, well, I, I think the first thing she would say is, um, you know, don't, don't bother with this dating business that, um, or if you're going to have a rendezvous with a man, make sure you're doing something that's fun and interesting, such as even just going for a walk or going to the museum uh, to see a new exhibition, or but do something interesting because they do feel that our dating system is boring and then in terms of oh should I I call him shouldn't I and you know this whole question they are much more uh, they would say be mysterious mm. don't, don't tell them everything don't put all your cards on the table and um, and enjoy your life they would really say um, you know, the most uh, interesting, uh, appealing kind of a woman is one that loves her life and is engaged and busy and doing delicious things. And there's a certain kind of mystery. And and it's very, very attractive, not just to um, men, but just to the whole world, a woman that is engaged. But also, I think that where American women make a mistake is that we kind of, um, we, I, I, truthfully, I think we take things too quickly. And mm. a French woman will make friends with, you know, a group of lots of men, and they go out in groups, men and women together, and they'll go out to bistros or cafes. And a French woman will take a long time before she actually gets intimate with one particular man, but rather she'll flirt lightly with um, lots of men. They're her friends. And, and it's, it, 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 it's, um, I think it's also they realize that men are competitive creatures and that mm. if they see a woman who's laughing with that other guy, you know, over in the corner, even if she's not going to get involved with him, it, it, she becomes more intriguing. So I think mm. a French woman would tell us, don't, don't put all your cards on the table, have mm. fun, and, and go out in groups. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, have another program on dating, and one of the things that a lot of dating experts will say is something you just said, don't become intimate too quickly that it, it, it is not a good idea and that you, you, know, you lose power and uh, that you really have to develop a relationship first. Exactly. Because men are um, goal-oriented, and, um, and they, they also, surprise, surprise, really like sex. 
<laughs> so um, I think if if a, a woman can take her time, the longer she waits, the more appealing she becomes. And if a man loses interest because he hasn't been able to bed a woman within, I don't know, 14 days, two weeks, then you know what? He's not worth it. Mm. <laughs> well, I this think is by a making boy. a man wait, yeah, by making a man wait, we, you know, he really has to declare uh, enough interest. So, so it's sort of um, you you um, get rid of the ones that aren't really serious by making them all wait. Very interesting. And the book is Ooh La La, Bonjour Happiness. And then you have another book, French Women Don't Sleep Alone. So, yeah, so both the, the of those books. First, well, there's no, no, no. There's actually three books. So French Women Don't Sleep Alone and It's Secrets to Finding Love and Romance. That came out in 2009. And then Bonjour Happiness, Secrets to Finding Your Joie de Vivre came out in 2011. And the latest book is called Ooh La La, French Women's Secrets to Feeling Beautiful Every Day. And this one came out just last June. And in fact, mm. I'm leading an ooh-la-la tour to Paris for women only this coming summer where we visit all the different places I talk about in the book. We go to um, Madame Cadol, which is a famous lingerie boutique right across from Chanel, actually, on mm. the right bank. And also we see a re-imaging expert and we just do all those fun ooh-la-la things. How exciting. Really exciting. Wonderful. How can people find you or find out about your books? Do they write to you? Do they um, log on to your website? My website is jamiecatcallan.com. And I'm on Facebook. I have lots of French secrets on Facebook. And all the books are available on Amazon or your local independent bookstore. Mm, and Barnes well, & Noble. Of course, Barnes & Noble has my books, too. All right. What would you like to leave our listeners with today when, if they get nothing else out of this interview today on what French women know and about romance and love, what tips would you leave for our audience? I, I would like to say this, that um, this is the secret de joie de vivre. We often, in here in America, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it's this idea that happiness is out there. We have to put on our cross trainers and run after it and catch it before anybody else does. The mm. French do not have this expression. They have recherche de bonheur, which means to look for a good hour or a good time. Mm. Happiness, the French woman way, joie de vivre, it's right in front of you. It's a matter of opening up your eyes and looking at what's right in your own backyard. Beautiful. I mean, really, really, Jamie, I'm so happy we did this interview. So really positive. And yeah, thank you so much. And you certainly have done the research. You've interviewed French women. And uh, folks can log on to your website, which is jamiecatcallan.com, which is J-A-M-I-E-C-A-T-C-A-L-L-A-N.com. Really excellent. All right, so stand the line if you would. 
All right, folks, just want to let you know that I have, um, you're welcome, just stay on the line. Uh, I have several other programs, and you can log on to PatriciaRaskin.com and learn about those. You can write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and uh, we'll be happy to answer you if you have any topics or uh, areas that you'd love to hear about. Write to me, and uh, we have some amazing guests on all of my programs. All right, and so we're on every single Monday. Uh, We're in our 10th year now of being right here on voiceamerica.com. And we're on on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. So remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. And until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here with Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.